Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. How about a double header for you? We'll do Listen App, and then coming up at 5 o'clock, I'll be over on YouTube if you don't like that, and then uh, it will officially be the weekend for me. What about you? You doing well? You're not doing well if you're a Bengals fan, although, you know, it's still technically July. But uh, Joe Burrow is going to be out several weeks with a calf strain, the quarterback for the Bengals. The other issue with a calf strain, you can't really do anything. You know, and you talk about a quarterback who relies on their lower half of their body to throw the football. It's kind of like a golf swing. And, you know, you really can't do anything with a calf strain. I mean, this is a concern because calf strains can really, uh, they can linger. Now, obviously, he's got the best medical care and the training staff and everything else. But, uh, boy, this is uh, not good for the Bengals. The only thing that's good is it is July. All right? that That's the only positive. Uh, the Saints lose an offensive lineman for the year. You talk about uh, Jalen Ramsey, who the Dolphins picked up surgery. You know, he's going to be out a significant amount of time. So here we go again. And it's always the first week or two where you have these injuries uh, that pop up, particularly soft tissue injuries. And there's been a study on this about why it is. And, you know, the reality is uh, some players come into camp in great shape, in football shape, and others come in in what they think are good shape, but they're not in good football shape. And then you start playing football, and before you know it, you have injuries. Uh, The reality is... It happens more and more often, and you have your fingers crossed that it doesn't really happen to anyone that you root for on your team, all right? I don't root for injuries on anyone's team. I just don't. I never have. I mean, you know, as much as I hate the Cowboys, I'm not rooting for Dak Prescott to get hurt or Pollard to get hurt or CeeDee Lamb to get hurt or Micah Parsons to get hurt. I I don't do that. All right. Now, I wouldn't mind if they got sick the week before the Giants game. I'd be okay with that, but I don't root for guys to get hurt. I never have. It's not. It's not my style. You know, it just is not. Anyway, uh, you know the routine. If you want to get in on today, all you have to do is hit the hand icon, uh, and we will do it. Had a very fun show here on Wednesday, the Open Forum Wednesday, and I really do appreciate the support and all the questions particularly uh, as it relates to my lawsuit. Any further developments, and I will be happy uh, to pass them on. M- or N- MLB trade deadline uh, coming up. So keep your eye on that. Will the Giants shore up their middle infield? Uh, you saw the Dodgers go out and get a couple of arms from the White Sox. You know, teams are trying to just make that extra push here as we turn the calendar to August uh, and September. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, your MLB trade deadline. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. And we're going to start with John, who's normally my uh, cleanup hitter, but today he's going to be my leadoff man. How are you, John? I'm doing all right, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Hey, this is a a fun idea, having back-to-back shows. I don't know where you got that idea, but man, what a great idea. Yeah, you know what? It's just amazing what I think of. You know, this this brain of Grant Napier's is pretty remarkable. So you're right. I have no idea where I got that idea either, but I'm glad that I came up with it, John. <laughs> yeah, you're one of a kind, buddy. No, no question about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh my. Okay. I just I just listened to your rant uh, a little bit ago, 
And Sean Payton, you know, I got a lot of respect for him, but I kind of lost a little. He should just own. He should, if he's got nothing nice to say, he should say nothing at all or own. He, said, he own apologized today. BS. He apologized yeah, he today. He said, I went too far. He goes, you know what? Yeah. I actually had my Fox hat on instead of my coach's hat. And I'm yeah. going to reach out and apologize to them. You know, the, the reality is it's too late. You said what you had to say. You can apologize all you want. You can say it was a mistake, but it's still out there and it's not going away. Yeah, right. He can apologize, but he meant it. He, he was, he's probably apologizing for saying it out loud, but he meant it. But hey, that's what it is. It's a passionate sport, you know, everything. And this time of the year, just getting the season started, these, these guys yep. are just ready to go. I, I understand it. I don't, I don't take too much from it, but it just seems to me that's a lot of stuff that he never needed to say, but that that's just nope. what he is, man. And, you know, I don't, I don't not understand why he said it because, you know, he's passionate. So that's what that is. I'm um, a big fan of Sean Payton's. I mean, uh, right, matter of fact, he follow he follows me on Twitter and I've had him on my radio show before. And uh, I like Sean Payton. I'm, I'm, I had a phenomenal interview with him. The last time I was in Lake Tahoe, I mean, it was it was great, uh, but he made a mistake. Uh, he he should not have done. He should not have said what he said about Nathaniel Hackett and what happened in Denver last year. That that's none of his business. He wasn't there. I mean, yeah. That there's no there's no reason to say what he said. It just it's it's unfortunate, and he owned up to it today. He said I was wrong. You know. Well, that's good. I didn't. I hear, heard that he did apologize but i didn't hear the apology and you know i'm not all that surprised he apologized that's the thing he should have done but you know he meant what he said too and i understand that too if he really meant what he said uh, go for it whatever um man listening to you talk about you know you hate the cowboys but you don't want him to uh you know you don't want anybody to get hurt i freaking love that grant because i am the absolute same way you know i'm not rooting for anybody in the nfc east to get hurt Cause I want to play the best, you know, I want to play against elite competition to be the best, you know, well, what I mean? you know, my, my, my reason for guys not getting hurt is I've been involved in professional sports for most of my adult life. And I know what goes into being a professional athlete. And I know the, uh, the, the, the domino effect of players when they get hurt significantly, it affects their families Uh, It affects everything, and it is a really tough situation, and I I don't root. I've never rooted for guys to get hurt. I I, I know some people do. I'm not one of them. Even players that I don't like, and there are players I don't like. There are players I don't care for. Uh, Even players that I didn't care – even players that I didn't care for personally that I got to know, you know, through my job, I never rooted for them to get hurt. I don't root – I just don't root for athletes to get injured. Never have. I fully understand. And you've got a ton of insight on that too. I mean, you know, being your career throughout yeah. all the years and everything, you've just got tons and tons of insight. Just, Hey, like I hated DeMarcus cousins, still got no respect for him, but I never wanted him to get hurt. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just how yeah, I, I don't root for him to get hurt either. Nope. Nothing like that. Nope. And what's funny nope. is we talk about this right now. I got bit the other day by a cat and I'm sitting outside the hospital because my freaking hand is swelling up like a balloon. I got to go in and wow. see what's up, get some antibiotics and or uh, or just see what the heck's going on. Because, uh, you know, I work with my hands and I can't I just can't can't grip anything right bit, now. You got you bit know? by a cat. I got bit by a freaking cat. Too bad. Jay, too bad. Jay <laughs> Griffith. Too bad. Dr. Griffith isn't listening right now. Uh because he would be able to tell you what to do. Uh, but you do need medical attention. Anytime you get bit by an animal. Oh, no question about it. No, I mean, you don't be messing around with that stuff. You know, now again, I'm not trying to scare you, but don't, don't be messing around with that. Oh no, I'm a realist Grant. That's why I'm sitting here at Kaiser right now, just about to freaking go in there in a little bit. Not my, not my, not my favorite place to be by any stretch, but man, when you got to go here, you got to go here because I, I can't, I can't, I mean, no, it, like I said, it's swelling up and it's starting to get red yeah. and stuff. And I know, oh boy, I, I got to catch it. I got to nip it in the bud. That's all there is to it. Well, good but, luck. All right, good luck. I hope. Uh, I hope that you know. I hope you're well, I, taking I hope care I'm of this out, weekend. I hope I'm out in time to still catch some of your YouTube show because those are some of the funnest things that we do. I mean, Thank I love you, buddy. this listen app. 
I love this listen app that where we and you get to shoot the shit or and everybody, whoever. It's yep. fun as hell, but it's just a little different animal. The YouTube show it. They're both fun as hell, but thank you. I, like, I appreciate I don't it. Know which one I like more? I just hope that I'm out in time to catch it. And but you know what? Based on some of the based on some of the medical, and I don't mean this about Kaiser, but based on some of the horror stories with our medical care in this country. I hope you're out before the weekend's over. I hope you get a chance to see a doctor before the weekend's over. Okay. All right. That's what I hope for. Grant, I made an, I called this morning at seven 30. They don't get until eight 30, but I made an appointment and it was Good. the appointment is at four 30 was the earliest one. Cause there was a cancellation. Well, that or I was going well, go you know to, uh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you got in, buddy. You, uh, you have a good weekend and, uh, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. All right. Well, hey, man, hopefully I'll be out in, uh, by the end of your yep. YouTube show. I'll chime in, buddy. Thank you for taking my Thank call you, and for everything you do, bud. Thank you. All right. Good stuff right there. We move along and uh, we now say hello to Connor. Hey, Connor. Welcome. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, I hope everything's all right with John. So you never want to mess around no. with cat bites and stuff. I've had no, you don't. cats of my own and. That's always a scary situation. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about something I saw in the NBA news today. What do you think about the NBA and this Damian Lillard drama? It sounds like the NBA isn't happy with him and his agent for kind of stressing that he only wants to play for the Heat. They shouldn't be. It's wrong. Um, You know, who the hell is Damian Lillard? to say that he's only going to play for the Miami Heat. And I understand it's his agent, uh, Goodwin, and not Damian. But the reality is your agent works for you and represents you and can make you look really bad. It's it's embarrassing for the league. I mean, it really is. I mean, you, you can't just demand who you want to play for. It's a terrible look. And I'll tell you what I hope, and I really mean this. I hope nobody trades for him. I hope he stays in Portland. I really do. I mean, why? And I listen, I have the utmost respect for Damian Lillard. I think he's been a consummate professional, but I think he's coming across and looking really, really bad here with this latest move of wanting to get out of Portland and then demanding that he's only going to play for Miami. Uh, that That's a bad look for Damian Lillard. Yeah, it sure is. And I remember a while back when I think Chris Paul was supposed to be traded to the Lakers, but the NBA like vetoed it or yep. something. Yep. So does the the NBA really has the power to just veto any trade they want? They do. Um, They do have the power. I I don't know if they would exercise it if he is traded to Miami, but they they can veto anything. Yes, they can. And then another thing that's caught my attention, I'm in no means a really big college football guy, but you know what's going on with all these like realignments and teams moving in and out, especially with the well. Yes. Well, what, what's going on is you're going to have true super conferences. They're going to be the uh, – it's going to almost be like a professional league of college football, and it's all about the TV money. And you have teams leaving their respective conferences based on one thing and one thing only, the almighty dollar. And you think that's ultimately bad for the sport because doesn't that – yes reduce rivalry games and stuff that would happen every year that now may yes. not happen at all. I think it's very bad for the sport. I also think it goes against everything that a uh, educational institution is supposed to be about. All right. He, he, and the re- I'm going to tell you why I say this. Okay. Here's the reality of the situation. I watch a lot of college football. I, I think you probably do as well. I don't watch as much as I watch the NFL, but I'm in tune with what's going on. The vast majority of players that we watch on Saturdays during the fall never go on and play professional football, okay? Only a small percentage go on and play professional football. I may be old-fashioned, but I always thought going to college was about getting a degree. Now, I understand for some, it's not about getting a degree. For some, it's about getting to the next level. But most of the people in college don't get to the next level. So it's almost like no one cares anymore about whether, like the term student athlete, unless you're at Stanford or one of the Ivy League schools. And, you know, again, I'm just picking a a couple off the top of my head. It it, it almost, you know, is an oxymoron. 
Okay. The, the student athlete is going by the wayside. And so, yeah, I do believe that this is bad in the long haul for everything. Now, I am aware of the nil, you know, the name image likeness that's now part of college sports and that will, you know, help out, you know, some of these players, even if they don't make it to the next level, but I'm, I'm just not a fan of this. I'm just not. And you are 100% correct, you know, about the rivalries going by the wayside. So I just, again, I don't think it's good. I, I don't think it's good for the fan. It might be good for the individual university. It might be good for some of the players, but it's not good for the fans, in my opinion. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was the NFL, they've been releasing the top 100 players list like they do every year. And I'm always interested to see because it's voted on by the players. And I mean, I think that they know as much about anybody as their fellow competition. But I mean, nobody's going to be happy with rankings. There's always somebody that's going to get left out or somebody that's too high or too low. But I mean, I saw one of them that really stuck out to me is that they had Justin Fields in the top 100 in general, and he was rated above Trevor Lawrence. Well, those are just people that don't know what the hell they're looking at. I don't care whether you're a player or you're a media member or a coach. There's nobody that should have Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it, it, it makes zero sense to me. Zero sense. Yeah, and then another one that's even worse, I think, is Jared Goff was number 66 and Lamar Jackson was number 72. Well, the only and – and I would agree on the surface, but you also have to understand Jared Goff has taken a team to a Super Bowl before, okay? And Lamar Jackson has not been very good in the playoffs. But if you were telling me as a general manager, hey, Grant, here's your choice. You can have Lamar Jackson or Jared Goff as your quarterback. Who are you taking? I know who I'm taking. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I am too, and – Another a couple of quarterbacks that they've only revealed, I think, like the first like 40 or so names, but Tua Tagovailoa was number 82 and they had Geno Smith ahead of him at 77. So I think everyone's just basing this off last year only. Well, last year only when Tua was on the field, he was one of the top three or four quarterbacks on football. So, you know, again, if we just talk, if we can take the concussions off the board for a minute, I would take two over Geno Smith at a New York second. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah, and another thing, we've been talking about the value of running backs and how they're not seen as, like, as important or, like, money-wise. But another position I think is really underrated is offensive linemen because Zach Martin, who's arguably the best guard in the NFL, was ranked number 68, and that was pretty amazing for me to see. It is amazing to see. I, I don't quite understand that. I, I really don't. I mean, when you think about what Zach Martin has meant to the Dallas Cowboys, same thing with Quentin Nelson, you know, with the Colts. I mean, these these offensive linemen are invaluable. And you take those players off their respective teams and their offense is going to be severely uh, compromised. So I, I don't understand that either. I Show me a good team in the NFL that doesn't have a good offensive line. They all, the, all the good teams have good lines. And I just, I mean, you, are, you and I are Giants fans. You know, for years, the biggest issue with their offense wasn't their quarterback, it wasn't their running back, it wasn't a wide receiver. Their biggest issue were, was the offensive line. And they made a lot of bad draft picks, such as Eric Flowers. And we go on and on with bad draft picks. Now, all of a sudden, they draft Andrew Thomas, who just signed a huge extension, who some people are now considering one of the best left tackles in football. Evan Neal really came on in his rookie season, the right tackle. And, you know, if, the, if those two, particularly Neal, because Thomas is already there, but if Neal ends up being as good as everyone says, then all of a sudden the Giants will have gone from one of the worst offensive lines in football to one of the top tiers because they'll have a pair of bookend tackles. I mean, it's invaluable. I mean, Look at how much better Daniel Jones was last year with the emergence of the two tackles, particularly Thomas and how good he was. Because the year before, Thomas had struggled at times. You know, last year he was a rock. I mean, it makes a big difference. Yeah, that's exactly the point I was going to bring up. Look at 
when when the Giants were terrible, the O line was terrible in Daniel Jones and Saquon's early years. Jones was fumbling a lot. I know that's not all the offensive linemen's fault, but a lot of turnovers. He didn't have time to throw, and then Barkley basically had to try to find holes that weren't there. So, I mean, that's yeah. a double sided head basically that he, the offensive lineman, protects your quarterback and gives your running backs holes to run through. So I just don't see how they can be so underappreciated. Well, and, you know, if you look at the Giants, you know, all their Super Bowls that they won, all four times they won it, they had very good to great offensive lines. You know, in 86, 87 season, they won the Super Bowl in January of 87. When they beat the Broncos, their offensive line was great. Not good. It was great. Um, When they won against the Patriots on both occasions, their offensive line was very good. So, you know, you, you can't win in the NFL with a poor offensive line. You just can't. I'm surprised. I didn't see the rankings, by the way. You said Zach Martin was 67? 68. Yeah, that just makes no sense to me. I mean, I, I don't know how anyone can look at all the players in the NFL. To me, I would have Zach Martin easily in my top 25. I'd probably have him. Quite frankly, I might have him in my top 10, but I, I would I would clearly have him in my top 25. And the reason why I'm saying 25 instead of 10, I understand that skill positions and cornerbacks and even offensive tackles to a degree. But Zach Martin's been such a special player. I, I He would be – he'd be at least in my top 25. Yeah, and they've only released numbers 100 to 60, and there hasn't been a giant on the list yet. I'm assuming that – both Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas have to be locks to be on the list, but it's getting kind of surprising that we haven't seen any of their names yet. Well, Dexter Lawrence has got to be a lock. Uh, Thomas has got to be a lock. Um, Leonard Williams, to me, I I, I think all those guys got to be on there, to be honest with you. And do you think Saquon Barkley should be on there? Uh, You know, if it's based on just last year, yes. Is it is it is it just based on what happened last year, or just in general, or is it not specified? It's called the top hundred players of twenty twenty three. So I'm assuming it's just the all right. Then Saquon Barkley will be on there. Yeah, yep. And then the last the last name I wanted to leave you with because I know there's a lot of Niners fans in here, and maybe they can explain their thoughts on it. But Debo Samuel, I thought he was he's one of the elite players, dual threats in the NFL, and he was ranked number sixty one. That was a little puzzling to me. Yeah, that that's very difficult because he does so much for that team as a wide receiver and as somebody that gets the ball in the backfield. I mean, he was invaluable and has been to the 49ers success. I would have him ranked higher personally. I really would. Why really would when when did the other numbers come out? You did when, when did the rest today. of the rankings? Okay. I think they're doing it like day by day. I think today they're going to reveal 60 to 51. So I think they do about 10 a day and spread it out. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. I, I would have Debo Samuel higher as well. I just think based on what he does and what he has done for that team. I mean, think about all the big plays he's made. I mean, I would definitely have him higher. He's in my top 50 right off the top of my head without, you know, without really giving this a lot of thought. I mean, right off the get go, he's in my top 50. I think what he does for that team is invaluable. Yeah, I know it's hard because obviously there's 32 teams. There's a lot of good players on every team. Yeah. It seems like the players voting, it seems like a lot of people are getting disrespected. Yeah, very true. Very true. And that's all I got today. I always like talking about rankings and stuff, even though I know that's not your biggest kind of thing. Yeah, but it's fun. You know, it's not. I don't go crazy on it, but it is fun to – like when you throw players out with certain numbers, like again, I'm 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 blown away that anyone would have Justin Fields over Lamar Jackson. Like I don't understand that. I, I just don't understand that. Yeah, it was Fields over Lawrence, not Lamar Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry. I, duh. Uh, again, I don't understand that either. You know, I mean, I, I don't see how you could look at last season and have Trevor Lawrence ranked. Lower, I, I I don't understand that. I really don't. But yeah, you know, it makes hey, zero I, sense to me. I know. I appreciate it. You have a good weekend, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the call. Good stuff from Connor.
Let's get to some more phone calls and we welcome in Ron. Ron, how are you on this Friday? I'm doing well. How are you, Grant? I'm good. Thank you. I was thinking of a uh, new book. It's going to be called The Life and Times of uh, No Helmet John, the Sacramento King's Most Passionate Fan. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times the guy's called up and something's happened to him. He's got flat tires, a tree falling on his car and getting bit by a cat. I don't know how that's possible. And I, if he's listening right now, I'll tell you what, brother, you better not go out in a lightning storm because I, I can hear it now. <laughs> His phone call from a ho- from a hospital bed. Hey, Grant. Yeah. What believe what happened to me. I was put some tri tip <laughs> on and some asparagus, man. And I got hit by lightning. <laughs> oh on my god! Front, on the front of the book, they should have a picture of him when he got his beard cut off with his hands above his head. And I was even thinking uh, for a PR thing for the Kings, they should slap him up on uh, Golden One between uh, Fox and uh, Sabonis. You know, uh, that's but, great. Yeah, but um, I, I do have a question for you. I don't know if you can answer. I'm, I'm, I've, you know, I know you can't answer uh, some of the things about your the stuff that's going on uh, with your lawsuit. But um, the resigning from the Kings, um, uh, that it, I'm sure there had to be a connection. Obviously, with getting um, you know fired by Bonneville. But is that is is that going to be a part of the the lawsuit or is that not does that have nothing to do with it or you can't answer that uh i'm not suing the kings i'm suing bonneville but bonneville brought the kings into the lawsuit by uh in their complaint stating that one of the reasons why uh i was terminated was because there had been a team meeting and you know i so i i mean i'll just tell you that i'm not suing the kings and when we filed our complaint, the Kings were not part uh, of the lawsuit, but Bonneville, for whatever reason, and I'm not going to speak for them, brought the Kings into it. So there you have it. Can you answer this? Do you think the Kings would have let you go? Uh, I can't speak on that. I, okay. I, I can't speak on things I don't have knowledge of. I resigned on my own accord, and I'm not really, you know, <laughs> I can't really speak for what the Kings would have done, did not do. Um, you know, I'm just really can't speak on that. Uh, I can only speak on what I did and my actions and everything that went on during that time. I can't, I can't speak for someone else. Got it. Got it. All right. That's all I got for today. Take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. All right. If you want to get in on the program, all you have to do is raise your hand and we will be more than happy to put you on in about 35 minutes. I will be over on YouTube, and uh, we'll have our open forum Q&A. So that's coming up in about 30 minutes. Again, uh, Joe Burrow going to be out several weeks with a cap strain. I mean, the first thing you think of when you see that video is Achilles. And then, thank goodness, it's not as Achilles, because then he would have been out for the whole year. That would have been an absolute disaster for the Cincinnati Bengals. Disaster. An absolute disaster. But, yeah, at least, I mean, you think about it, The uh, what's the opener? September 10th, right? Or the 11th, whatever, 10th, 11th. Um, I mean, you should be, I would think, okay by then. But you don't mess around with calf strains. I mean, you just don't. And it's not like you can play with it not being fully healed. No, you cannot. I mean, that's an area of your body and that particular injury you, you don't mess around with. You got to be very, very careful. And I'm not a trainer. I'm not a doctor, but don't, excuse me. Those are brutal. They really are. So we'll, we'll see, you know, and it's not only about the calf healing, then you've got to be able to get the strength back in that leg. and you know, everything else. I know you throw with your arm, but your lower body is very, very important as well. You know, and then you have to hope that it does not become an issue at any point during the season. Because if it does, you can uh, eliminate the Cincinnati Bengals from any Super Bowl talk. All right, you could cross them right off your list without Joe Burrow. Plain and simple. All right. You know, back to the NFL rankings. I don't know how much time players put into this. 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much of it has to do with, Hey, that guy has a really good buddy of mine. I went to college with him. You know, I, I, I don't know all the factors uh, that go into it. You know, I really don't. All I'm telling you is how I would, I would never have Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Now I'm, I might at the end of their careers, but right now there's no way in the world I can have Fields ahead of Lawrence based on what I saw last year. Can't do it. I'm sorry. Can't do it. You know, I can't do it. I can't have Jared Goff ahead of Lamar Jackson. All right. I, I can't. You know, I know Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Okay. But, I mean, if I'm starting a football team and you could say, all right, Grant, do you want Lamar Jackson or Jared Goff as your quarterback? I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Now, again, I'm, I am well aware that in the postseason, Lamar Jackson's got to get better. I get that. But I think I'm going to have a, a better chance of winning and a sustainable winning product with Jackson. All right, let's get to Brian right here on Listen Up. Brian, how are you? Great, Grant. How are you? It's been a minute. Uh, yep, it has been a minute. Good to have you on, sir. Yeah, no, been in and out with the sports uh, hiatus. Uh, looking forward to football and, you know, sooner than later, basketball coming back. And uh, uh, yes. I have catched some of your comments and, you know, podcasts. And, you know, with the topic today, just wanted to get your uh, input on some of the uh, the quarterback stuff on, on the rankings, uh, as you you know, kind of alluding to. I think it ends up being just a preseason filler. You got to talk about something, so you know you rank a hundred players, which to me is yep. impossible to do on a on an NFL football team uh, more than any other sport, and, and you know, and it just creates conversation. It is very you know when you think about you know the the size of the rosters. And 32 teams coming up with the top 100 players is is got to be very difficult. I would agree with that. Yeah, you know, and just be – I wasn't calling on this, but since Connor brought it up, I did read uh, uh, about Debo uh, coming into camp in better shape than last year and what have you. He wasn't happy with his year or his season a year ago. So a motivated uh, uh, Debo going into this year, that sounds like a great thing for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, he's been very good for the 49ers. I know a year ago uh, there was the talk that, gee, he's getting the ball too much in the backfield. He's taking too many hits and blah, blah, blah. The reality is Debo Samuel's a difference maker for the 49ers. And when you, when you put him on the field with Christian McCaffrey and Kittle, just, you know, I mean, you're like, wow. I mean, th th that team has a lot of weapons. You know, they yeah, really they do. Sure they do. If they can keep Brock Purdy upright, and by that I mean keep him on the field, I think the 49ers have as good a chance as anybody to win the NFC this year. Yeah, yeah, I know. And great news, of course, of uh, Brock being healthy, ready yeah. to go for the preseason. I think, you know, with him being so young, getting those continued reps in the preseason for someone like him, you know, obviously it's preseason. I, you know, I'd rather have him miss and be healthy versus play and get hurt. But I think, I think that's just good for the – for the media, for everything going on in Frisco, you know, with him just being there. I agree. I mean, it's really good. And he was one of the real great stories last year in the NFL as a guy that was third on the depth chart, you know, that ended up being a tremendous looking quarterback. It was a tremendous story. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, well, something came up where I got to jump off early, uh, but I will, okay. there's some other stuff I want to talk to you. I'll, I'll catch you soon enough. Sounds good. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. If you want to get in on the program, raise your hand. We've had one call with somebody uh, waiting to see a doctor because he got bit by a cat. That would be my man, John. I mean, anytime you can get a, you know, real live medical situation waiting to get in, hopefully he's all right. It could be some serious stuff. You know, I remember doing a game in San Antonio when Mono Ginobili caught a bat, right? And he had to get an entire series of rabies shots. 
rabies is no mess. You know, again, he didn't have rabies, but he had to get a whole, go through the whole gamut of shots. Nuh-uh. No, thank you. No, thank you. So I, I don't know, you know, the same thing you can get rabies from a dog. I don't know about from a cat. I, I, you know, I don't know. But the fact that his hand is swollen and turning red, I mean, that doesn't sound very good to me. So, yeah, you don't, you don't want to be messing around with bites uh, from animals, you know. That, that's for damn sure. Not, don't want to do it. No. Stay away from that. All right. Again, if you want to get in on a program, uh, easy to do. Raise your hand. We did talk a little bit about Sean Payton, the head coach of Denver. I did a rant on it today. He did come out today and apologize and said that he was wrong for making those comments. But, I mean, he obviously said what he said because that's how he felt. So he's now going to call up Nathaniel Hackett and Robert Sala and apologize. I would hang up the phone, personally, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, he killed Hackett. Killed him. Said it was one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the National Football League last year. That's a really difficult thing to, you know, you're going to call up and apologize for that? No, you said it, you know. He did a lengthy interview with USA Today, and I love Sean Payton. As I said, he follow, follows me on Twitter. I'm a big fan of his. You know, I've had great conversations with him. But he, he's not only was wrong, but, you know, yeah, it's nice to be able to admit that you were wrong. And I, I always pat someone on the back for that. But his comments were really, really harsh. And, you know, you can't really take back what you said. It's out there. You know, he said it because that's how he felt. So I know one thing, when the Jets play the Broncos in week five this season, that's going to be a hell of a game to watch. That's for sure. That's for sure. And I, I'm not high on Denver. You know, I'm, I'm just not. You know, I don't think that all of a sudden Sean Payton goes in there and turns Russell Wilson into the quarterback that he was a couple of years ago. You know, Russell Wilson was not like – Great at the end of his tenure in Seattle. Now, he was a hell of a lot better than we saw last year. And again, I, I, I'm the trend on, on Russell Wilson, he's been trending down for a while. You know, it's not like Aaron Rodgers, who two years ago was the NFL MVP, and last year he had an off year. And he, he now all of a sudden he doesn't know how to play football anymore. No, that's not the case. Not the case. All right, let's get to Al. Al, welcome to the show. Dave, can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, hey, I agree with you, man. I don't know where, what where, where did that count? Sean Payton, man. But God, this so it goes off some some kind of a crazy rant, man. I mean, <laughs> I don't know where that came out. I mean, come on, why you had to trash it up here? You know, I never, I don't understand why some people will, will like trash like a, a one up here in their field. You know, I, I just don't get that. It's but, a bad uh, look for Sean. You know, I mean, it's just a bad look. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, but you know what? I'm with you. I think Russ is done, man. Russell Wilson, man, he was just, you could say what you want about Hackett, but Russell Wilson sure the hell didn't help. help the, he was awful last year. I remember seeing you, meeting you for the first time when we all got together uh, at at Bennett's uh, la last year on a on a yeah first the open game. Monday the, the oh, Monday night first Monday night game yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I was talking to you hey you go hey Al, who do you like in this and I met you for the first time I said oh, I like I like Denver because I thought Denver was gonna you know Russ was gonna be fired up for to beat his old team but boy what a stinker that was I don't think yep. Philadelphia is gonna be I'm, I'm thinking about the upcoming season. Philly's not going to win 14 games again. I, I kind of think your team's going to going to vie for the division title. I love well, Philly's got a very hard schedule. You know they they play a they play a very difficult schedule. Yeah, but they're really good. They're a really good team, and they have an exceptional quarterback in Jalen Hurts. So I doubt they'll win 14 games, but they'll win the division, barring an injury to their quarterback. Yeah, you. I like what you're talking to Connor the other day, and I liked what. Uh, what uh, you were saying as far as, you know, locking up their, their left tackle, man. And, and, and it's funny. Yeah. I was thinking, I wonder if Grant's ever, 
you know, you mentioned the Giants' new general manager. You know, and what a brilliant job he did with handling the park. Yeah, I think myself, yeah. I, I was thinking to myself, I bet Grant Nafe's never used that word brilliant with Kettleman before. <laughs> no. Years was no, no, I did not. You're right about that. You were right about that. But yeah, he's but, done a hell of a job in a short period of time. Oh, I like I like him and Dable. You know, they're sinking up, man. They're you know, but people should kind of like get off Daniel Jones. I mean, he got the money, but he's a quarterback, man. And people are criticizing. Well, Sean McCoy, did you see little Sean McCoy's comments about uh, Daniel Jones? Yeah, there have been he's a lot of critical comments. There, there have been a lot of comments about Daniel Jones, both good and bad. The reality is that it's a bottom line business. It doesn't really matter how much money you're making. You either can play or you can't play. And last year he was very good. And the Giants not only are paying him based on how he played last year, but they're really giving him that contract based on how you, they think he's going to play in the future. Right. And, you know, he earned it. I thought he earned it. I thought he played very well. Yeah. It was a contract year yeah. for him, and he struggled. You know, he cleaned up the turnovers. That, to me, was the big, yep. biggest thing. But he got a good coach. You know, you get a good yep. coach who puts a good system in. I mean, I watched Sean McVay do that for Jared Goff, you know, and, you know, when he came in and just, uh, and it was hands on. So it's a, it's a, it's a big football. So that's why I love football. It's just, it's just a unique sport with the, as a team oriented sport. You spoke yesterday. I heard you say, you know, talk about some of the quarterbacks, you know, Dan Marino, Never had a great defense. It's just the, that's what's so unique about football. That's why it's my number one favorite sport, man. I mean, yeah, you, you got to have it. And even Tom, Tom Brady, as great as he is, and he's, you know, he has pretty good defenses back up there. And also, you know, Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis, Richard Seymour, you know, Lord Malloy, you know, Ty Law. Yep. And and, and yep. they also had that home field advantage, Dave. You know, New England, New England in January, man. Woo, nasty weather, man. Yep, yep. It's all factors so into it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's Philly and and Niners again are gonna vie for the for the conference. They, all the talent, those all the like you were talking about, Rogers moving over to the, the AFC. Jesus, look at look at all the. The talent there. You're naming off the quarterbacks. Oh my God! You know, like you got you got Herbert, you got Burrow, you got Mahomes, of course. Oh Lord, all the talents, Allen, all the talents over there in that conference. But I think he could get the Jets. Do you think he's gonna? I think he's gonna take the Jets to the playoffs. I think you're kind of not thinking he will. Or do you think I'm just thinking. Uh, you know, first and foremost, he's in a very difficult division where he's got to play yeah. Buffalo twice and Miami twice. And, you know, you in order to get into the playoffs, you know, and yes, you can get into the playoffs if you're third in your division. But I just think that is going to be, you know, unbelievably challenging, assuming that Tua, you know, plays for most of the season. Right. I just think it's going to be very difficult for the Jets. I think the Jets still have some holes uh, on their on their roster that to me, they're not as good as those two teams. Yeah, I have. I can't, I can't argue with those points. Those are great points. I mean, that division has gotten tough. I mean, Mac Jones kind of fell off a, a bit last year. You know, he he had a disappointing second second campaign, second yeah. season. But uh, do you like Jones? You think he'll bounce back? I do like him. I, I I again, I think the people around him were the issue. I just don't think New England was you know that good. They had a defensive coach you know, coaching the offense, which didn't make much sense to me and Patricia. I mean, you know, that it just to me looked a little uh, out of sync. So I wouldn't rule out the Patriots. Uh, they're they're supremely coached by Bill Belichick, and I, they're not going to be a pushover this year. I just don't see that. So, um, you know, I can't wait for the start of the season. I think I speak for a lot of people. I can't wait for the NFL season to rev up again. Yeah, you, I think I started seeing something about the Hall of Fame game and coming up quick, you know, and the inductions, you know, the people are going to get, in, you know, to get to yep. inducted and what a great time it is. And, yep. you know, I just, uh, it's it's, it's going to be fun, man. Your team's going to be right up there again. I think, though, you guys could, you know, get up there and uh, maybe make it into the conference championship, you know, baby steps, you know, and that kind of thing. But 
Anyway, I just wanted to say, how's the weekend shaping up? You got any plans this weekend or? Nope, nothing, nothing major going on. And um, so we'll just take it one day at a time. But I, it's always good hearing from you and you have a yeah. great weekend, okay? Well, I wanted to leave you real quick. I heard you talking to Jerry and it's how your, your, your beautiful wife, Star, was saying she could be standing next to you next to you naked and no one would notice. Well, don't take this wrong, but I've seen pictures of Star. She's she's very, very attractive. And I, you could tell her later, Al, Al would, would notice because, <laughs> you know, I love you, buddy, but I'd have to say, okay, I wouldn't. Don't include me in that one. You could tell your I started that later if you want. But anyway, have a good weekend, buddy. All right, you too. Take it easy. All right, good stuff. From uh, We move along to uh, some other phone calls, and we say hello to Waggus. Hello, Waggus. I'm Grant. How you doing? Okay, buddy. What's up? Um, so I um, wanted to ask you, um, how much of those comments yesterday by Sean Payne were more towards protecting his quarterback than... Um, you know what? He, he doesn't need to protect his quarterback. Okay. I mean, why does he have to protect his quarterback? His quarterback's Russell Wilson. Like, you have to go into Denver and protect your quarterback. You're worried about the fragility of your quarterback. Like, you're worried about what people are saying about your quarterback. I mean, if that's a concern, then you got no chance anyway. You know, the last thing I'm doing as a head coach is going in with a quarterback who's got as decorated a resume as Russell Wilson and feel like I got to stick up for him. That's the last thing I'm worried about to going in as a coach for a football team. So, you know, and if he does feel that he needs to stick up for his quarterback, there are better ways of doing it than that. Right. Well, one of the key things that I saw compared to Russell Wilson in Seattle versus Denver is he usually got along with teammates, his, his wide receivers. He, he, he would post messages about working out with Metcalf. And, you know, I think they had um, Lockett as well. I didn't see the same continuity with his teammates in Denver. And I think that was a huge, huge, um, you know, drawback. And, and maybe he's lost a step or two, but, you know, this is obviously a make it or break it season. So let's just say if he does have a horrible season, four or five wins, do you think he's done in the NFL? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. And how, how does a team like Denver get out of that? Because, you know, they do have like a four. It's going to be very box. challenging. I mean, it's it's going to be very challenging. But teams have, you know, made mistakes at the quarterback position before with drafts and uh, trades. And they've responded. I mean, look at the 49ers. They're a perfect example. They moved up and gave away a ton to get Trey Lance, who right now appears to be third on the depth chart and may never step onto the field this year. And yet the 49ers are, you know, one of the favorites to represent the NFC in a Super Bowl. So, there, you know, there, there are some examples where you can overcome that, but it definitely makes it challenging. There's no question about that, especially when you're in a division where you have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, where you got to play twice each and every year. So it makes it a hell of a lot more difficult. Okay. And last thing I'll ask you, like Jimmy Garoppolo has won more games with Shanahan, right? I mean, that's been his guy, right? You know, um, and people could say, well, but their record together, he's won him most games. So would you say it was more of a talent point of view that he wanted to move on and that's why they gave up those three picks? Or was it because Jimmy got hurt a, a lot? Um, I think... It's I think they had a difference of opinion with the coaching staff in the front office. I think they both I think I think that they were not uniform. I think it was not a uniform decision when they did that. Um, the way that NFL is going now to more of the running quarterback, being able to throw and run, which Trey Lance can do. Jimmy Garoppolo can't. I think that factored into it. I do think the injury situation factored into it somewhat. And I just felt they felt as an organization that Lance, you know, would have a higher ceiling than Garoppolo because of the style of football that he plays. I think all of those things factored into it. So when you say coaching versus, do you think coaching was more on the running side and front office was more on the other side or was it flipped? Like, like what I'm asking you is like, was it more Shanahan wanting to let go Garoppolo or was it more John Lynch, you would say? I think that – I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan is one of the most innovative offensive offensive minds in football. But I think it's no secret that, you know, Shanahan likes that dual threat at the quarterback position. But, you know, regardless of who made the decision, 
it's turning out to be the wrong decision. They took the wrong, they made the wrong decision. They made the wrong decision. Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, they could have easily, and I know you're not high on Justin Fields, but you could have Justin Fields. You either could have Mac Jones, um, which they were high on. So, well, you know, Justin Fields might be great in, in due time. He came into a horrible team in yeah. year one last year. You know, he had a much better year, but the thing that concerns me about what I saw from fields last year, most of his big plays were with his legs compared to throwing the ball. But now the Bears have gone out and put weapons around him, which should make Justin Fields a lot better. So I'm not I'm not down on Justin Fields as a NFL quarterback in terms of his future. I can only go by what I've seen. And there's no way I would take Justin Fields based on what I've seen over Trevor Lawrence based on what I've seen. But Justin Fields uh, could end up having a hell of a year. He's now got, you know, weapons around him. The Bears spent and did a lot to fortify that offense. So now there were, you know, Justin Fields entering his third year should be really good to go. Right. Okay. And then, and this, this just came to me. How big of a, in my opinion, this is a huge year for Dak Prescott because I think he's done after this year. Is this a year like this is it for him and Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Yes, I think so. I think so for okay. sure. Yep. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, I will say this. You are going to have very difficult time succeeding the NFL. If you're a talented quarterback and you don't have a, a good offensive line, you don't have talented wideouts, you know, I mean, you know, it, you, you do need certain things to succeed on the football field if you're a quarterback. Justin Fields did not have that in his first two years, and I'm very well aware of that. You know, Fields is unbelievably talented. This year, we're going to find out a lot more about Justin Fields because he now has people to work with. He didn't have that the first two years for the most part. All right, I got to get ready for my YouTube show, so we're going to say goodbye. Really appreciate everyone joining me. John, good luck in the doctor's office to everyone else. Have yourself a fabulous weekend. And join me in about 10 minutes over on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. So long, everybody. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.